Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. You know, we've been talking about the first 10 amendments to the United States Constitution called the Bill of Rights, but there's other amendments as well. That, that, that was like a package of amendments that were done by the Founding Fathers. But there's been a number of other constitutional amendments that have happened uh, since then. The Founding Fathers, when they created the Constitution, created a way for it to be amended because they anticipated that there would need to be changes, that other people would kind of discover uh, issues or come up with things that needed to change. And, you know, most of the time, some of the time we're excited about some of these amendments <laughs> because they protect our rights. They limit the government. I mean, you think of the Bill of Rights, right? It's like Congress can make no law about free speech and, you know, your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, your Fourth Amendment right to property and, and being private, you know, in your home and being protected. There's a lot of these rights, these constitutional amendments that are protecting our rights. Well, today I wanted to talk with you about one that does not meet that criteria. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 16th Amendment. It's certainly not protecting our rights. In fact, I would argue it's, it's one of the more devastating, problematic things to happen in our country. And in a previous episode, we talked about income taxes and the 16th Amendment is the reason this happens. So I wanted to get in with that, uh, into this with you, Brittany, and, and turn it over to you. What, what are your thoughts here on the 16th Amendment? Uh, well, first of all, taxation is theft. I would like to point that <laughs> out. Uh, very important rule to learn. <laughs> but uh, so income tax, it's funny for us to, to remember a time when that didn't exist. And a lot of the kids, well, I think most of the kids don't work unless they have small businesses like we've talked about a lot. But, you know, for your parents who work once a year or every time they get a paycheck, depending on and what kind of work they do, they have to pay a pretty big percentage of their income to the government. And if you're on payroll, like if you're not an entrepreneur like me and I get like a salary, I get a paycheck every two weeks, it's automatically taken out of my check. I don't even see it. But what's really bad is if you make more than a certain amount, not only do you, does it get taken out of each check, they take more from you at the end of the year. So it's one of the most, in my opinion, annoying things ever because I work really hard for my money and then they take a very, very big portion. And there's the joke, uh, I mean, kids probably don't watch park, Parks and Recreation, but there's always this funny episode where one of the characters teaches a kid about taxes and what he basically does is start eating half her lunch. <laughs> and that to me is always funny because I'm like, that's pretty much exactly what the income tax yep, is. Yep. Well, there's some important history here that we should talk about before talking a little bit more about income taxes in general and, and what has changed, frankly, in the past century. Uh, of course, when you when you make proposals like this, Congress uh, never said and the people never say, oh, we need an income tax. We're going to take a third of your money, right? Or, or a quarter of your money or half your money, depending on what you earn. Well, of course, the people would revolt. So they always yeah. start, oh, this will just be 1%. This will just be the rich. And, and of what's course, 1%? You know, it's something so tiny. Yeah, right. And we need roads and we need a military. And look, you know, Uncle Sam is destitute. He needs more money to fund, you know, his programs. And so that's, you know, how the income tax was argued. And of course, like any government program, they get, it's like the camel's nose in a tent. Some of the kids out there may have heard this where it's the old proverb where the, you know, you're out in the desert and there's a storm and the, the camel wants to, you know, be shielded from the sand. And so it asks the guy in the tent, it's, it's master or owner, 
you know, hey, can I come in? And no, no, no. And well, just just my just my nose, you know, so I can breathe. Oh, okay, right. And then he puts his head in, and then he gets his neck in, and then he pushes his shoulder in, and then he gets his. And pretty soon, the guy in the tent is kicked out because he he first let the the camel come in. And of course, this is just a simple little analogy, but the principle is: here's this massive income tax that people are paying today. And it starts very small. Now, it started, Brittany, you know this, it started before the 16th Amendment because uh, Congress actually passed a tax, an income tax. This was back in the late 1800s. I believe it was 1893. And and this income tax was passed. But uh, President Cleveland at the time, he wasn't a fan of this. He allowed it to become law without his signature. So he could have vetoed it. But uh, another option is that you either sign it as president or you veto it, or you can just let the law, let, uh, let the, the bill become a law without your signature as a way of kind of objecting to it without having to, you know, without actually vetoing it. Because maybe like Congress supports it so strongly that you know that even if you veto it, they're just going to kind of override your veto. So President Cleveland, he thought this income tax was unconstitutional. And it was only two years later that the Supreme Court ruled this was a five to four ruling in the supreme court and they agreed they said the income tax is not supported by the constitution right it, nothing in the constitution allowed for that type of income tax and so you know it was unconstitutional there were parts of the constitution that said if you want to do taxes here's how they have to be done and this the, the way they set up this income tax uh, it was different and therefore it was not constitutional and so it was, I think, in 1909, if I'm remembering my history right, Brittany, that Congress decided to pass an income tax constitutional amendment. So the way this happens is Congress says, hey, we want to amend the Constitution. We're going to pass this bill. And then it sends it out to the states. And each state uh, has to what's called ratify it. They basically vote on it. I believe it's the state legislatures. Am I remembering that right, Brittany? Do you know? Yes, but the, there's the some controversy on that too we can get into later. But yes, it was the state legislators, if I recall correctly. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, you know, enough states have to vote on it to say, yes, we agree to this new constitutional amendment. And it took four years. And so it was in 1913 when the last state ratified uh, the the constitutional amendment that created the income tax. So it's been over a century that we've now, so so they, right after the Supreme Court said, you can't do that, the constitution doesn't allow you, then Congress came back and said, okay, well then we'll amend the constitution. And that's what they did. And so now it's constitutional because it was amended in the 16th amendment. There's one quote I really like, and I'm going to butcher this guy's last name, but it's uh, Frank Cho. Chodorov. <laughs> I'm going to say that wrong. But I, yeah, very Russian. But he had this quote that I really loved. And he said, the freedoms won by Americans in 1776 were lost in the revolution of 1913. And 1913 is when, when they ratified it, when it went into effect. So, I mean, no taxation of the representation. We've all heard that somewhere. And that's that's how this revolution <laughs> was fought. And then here you have this, this new taxation that's against the Constitution. And to back up a teeny bit, they had tried to institute some sort of income tax uh, before this, but it was it was always after war. So like the War of 1812, which no one even remembers that's about. They only know the year, right? It's like another one with Britain and it was soon after <laughs> the revolution. But right after that, they tried to do an income tax and people were like, no, nah, we're not going to do this. And then during the Civil War, and it's funny to me because it's like, 
oh, the government wants to get you into a war that the people usually are not the ones starting the war, but they want to make you pay for it. And then they get desperate and they they implement all these things. So, you know, 1913, there wasn't a war going on, but here you had presidents that realized they could redistribute the wealth, meaning they could, you know, collect taxes from everyone and then they could decide where your money goes. And that's just outrageous to me. I'm going to read the actual text of the 16th Amendment and we can maybe break it down a little bit. Um, And so it's short, you know, typically the constitutional amendments are not long. They're, They're just some text that's kind of generalized. And then Congress can pass laws that are more detailed and have a lot of substance to them. But in the Constitution, it's just this kind of high level idea that you then say, hey, this is allowed or this isn't allowed. And so here's what the 16th Amendment says. The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. So why, why this is important and, and what this really means is that previously in the Constitution, uh, you could only tax people in a very uh, specific way. So this is in Article One of the Constitution, which is where Congress's power is laid out. And it says there that direct taxes have to be apportioned or kind of spread out, divided up amongst the states according to the census. Different states have different numbers of people. And, and so they created this method where it would be proportional. It would be it would be different because the states are different. And Congress didn't like that, right? Because they wanted to be able to put taxes directly on every person, even flat taxes, if you will, um, so that more money could be collected, so that it wasn't more from some districts and less than others. Of course, if you were a congressman from a state that had a you know heavier tax burden, for example, you wouldn't like that. Um, and so everyone needs to pay their fair share. We should just tax everyone directly. And yet the founding fathers had said no. So now the 16th Amendment said Congress can now tax income, which is the money you earn from your job, whether it's your own company, like if you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner, or if you just work for someone else, then this is saying that Congress can tax your income, your earnings from whatever source that you obtain it. Again, your your company, someone else's company without any regard right to a census or with any without any apportionment among the states they're basically overturning or rather they they did overturn what the founding fathers put in the constitution by saying yeah we want to do it different now and of course at the time the the tax rates were very low because again they're not going to be able to to have enough political support to pass this tax if they say this is going to be a massive tax that's you know a quarter of your money or a third of your money. And so it's always small. It's always this tiny little incremental thing, right? Oh, it's just this amount. It's not that big of a deal, but that camel's nose gets in the tent. And then the next problem that happens or the next government project or the next war, it's, oh, we need more money. So we're going to raise income tax rates. And then it goes up and up and up and up to the point today where, you know, it is, it is, had you gone back to, if you could time travel, Brittany, and if you could go back to, to 1909 when Congress passed this and the four years that followed where states were kind of thinking about, should we do this, should we not? And if you were a, 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 a warning voice from the future, first they'd think you were dressing pretty crazy. <laughs> sure, right? like, but if you, if you run around these states, state legislatures and you say, I'm from the future, listen to me. In my time, because you guys passed this amendment, 
income tax rates are one quarter of all of your earnings or one third or what, depending on you know how much money you're making. And, and they would be hysterical. No one would have passed this no, constitution, yeah. right? And that speaks to this exact problem why the government is always using that little camel's nose effect. Oh, it's just the small thing. Oh, it's just a 10 cent tax. It's just a minor tax increase. Well, of course, when all these tax increases add up, it's a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And this is just income tax. Like when we talk about a fourth of our you know, income, that's just income tax. That doesn't account for all the other things we're taxed for as well. So it's it adds up very quickly. One thing, though, that struck me is 1913 is a, a important year for another pretty terrible thing. Am I correct? I might be wrong on this. You are. What are you remembering? Uh, the uh, creature from Jekyll Island, as we call it, the Federal Reserve was also started in 1913. That's right. And also, this is when the 17th Amendment hit, which uh, took the voice of the states uh, away. So maybe we'll, we'll do a separate episode yeah. about the 17th Amendment. But again, this all this stuff is coming to uh, a head in 1913. You know, I'll, I'll maybe mention this here. I don't think I'll ever do this. Uh, maybe I will. But for years, I've had an idea for a book. And the book would be all about 1913. And mm. there's a type of fiction called Excuse me while I yawn. I think it's called like um, it's not historical fiction. It might be called speculative fiction. But but the idea for this book would be imagine um, if we could go back in time, or or imagine if we're in this book we're looking at the year 1913, but something different happened. I know what you're talking about. There's a genre for this, and I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, you go back and you just tweak something in history, but then you fast forward and you see how different the world is as a result of of changing that. Right? If that person had died or hadn't died. Right. Or that decision was made differently. The ripple effect that that would happen. And so I thought, like, what if there was a Ron Paul back in 1913 who had like a campaign for liberty or some grassroots organization and they were able to mobilize the people and and stop Congress from doing all this stuff? Okay, what would that would mean? No Federal Reserve. It would mean the 17th Amendment wouldn't have passed. We'll talk about that in a future episode. Uh, It would mean no income taxes. So then fast forward to today and how different would the world be if we did not have an income tax? We didn't have a, a central bank, you know, cr- creating money out of thin air. And it would be so fun to just try and think through what that world would even be like because it's so foreign to what our experience is today. No, I think you're absolutely right. It would be, a, um, I mean, people could be wealthier. And we already, you know, we've talked about Steven Pinker before, I think, where we talk about how great the world actually is. Imagine how much greater it would be if we got to keep more of our money and, you know, maybe we'd give more to charity and we give more to this or that because we could. So, yeah, who knows? We can daydream, though. <laughs> well, until next time, Brittany, this has been a good conversation. Guys, head to the show notes page, TuttleTwins.com slash podcast. We'll link to an article or two about the income tax if you'd like to do some additional reading. And uh, until next time, Brittany, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.